0: We're unabashedly obsessed. We've got to get it off our chest. Please sit there and be quiet. Hey everyone. Um. So it's it was at, we we made a brief mention of this. Um. Oh no, we didn't. That was on another episode. Uh,
1: That's yeah. in the future.
0: This episode is coming out. Uh at the end of election week um,
1: even though it was recorded about two weeks exactly. prior to that
0: so um, we're not going to really make any mention of the election or uh, the results of the election um, but and this intro isn't going to serve as us doing that either um, we sort of feel like um, we like to be sort of our subject matter, We're not. there are plenty of podcasts that, that would get into that um, and you can totally find those um, right Oh, uh, actually, uh, we could recommend uh, Travis McElroy's Fireside Chat would be a good...
1: Yes, I was actually just going to say, Travis McElroy has a Fireside Chat. I will post it in our Facebook group. Um, trends like these this week, also, they just did a post-election update that I was actually listening to when you called me. Okay, yeah. Um, so that might be another one. Um, I mean, they, they don't try to stay impartial by any means, right. but if you were looking for a left-leaning breakdown of how <laughs> the election went that is a good one and
0: and there and if you're and if you're on the other side there's surely podcasts that will do the same so but that's yes. not us i don't know i don't yeah
1: yeah i don't know what they are yeah. um but i'm sure somebody that you know can direct you exactly towards one.
0: but for us we sort of feel like you know we, ha- we care about politics but on this show we're sort of not about that, and um, so we're not going to really discuss it, but we just wanted to make this quick intro to let you guys know that we did realize that something huge happened this week, uh, and we didn't talk about it at all. Yes. So,
1: yeah, so, you know, for those of you who are looking for something to distract you from the media, and whatever you may or may not be feeling this week, um, hopefully this scintillating discussion of (laughs) a very important topic totally. will uh will help you uh be distracted. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And and you know, we um and yes, yeah, I think I think it's that's sort of what we like to do. We we'll, we'll, we like to serve as sort of a, a a you know, a place to get away from the, the, real the, world? the yeah, the feelings and 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 reactions on either side from everyone and just talk right. about stuff that doesn't matter that we really care about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah
0: <laughs> so um, I wish
1: the real world would just stop hassling me, oh
0: my gosh, well, there you go, there's <laughs> rob the prophetic Rob Thomas with his well, that was twenty years ago, though, wow, yeah, that is crazy,, and that's my favorite yep. matchbox twenty song, just for quick is trivia. It? yep that, that, no that yep
1: i don't I don't know what my favorite matchbox twenty song is. I actually really do like back to good,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I really I really do like that one and I know that it's not it wasn't a single. It was. Oh it was? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the last single. Real World, three AM and Push were the only ones that I was aware of being single.
0: It was the last one and it had this like they did it was in the era of like when you do like multiple videos for the same story. So, like, I think it was okay. sort of like um, 3 a.m. part two, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh, okay. I could be, I could be totally, totally wrong. It, yeah. was a de- it, was, it was definitely the same sort of feel as 3 a.m., but...
1: Maybe I'll look that up later, and I'll post some videos in the Facebook group. Yeah, definitely. Some YouTube links, because I'm sure that I can find those videos on YouTube. Oh,
0: absolutely. I'm sure Matchbox 20 has a Vivo channel.
1: Probably. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's it for our intro to this yes. episode. I hope you enjoy... What we've chosen to talk to you about this week.
0: And, um,
1: yeah. and yeah, like I said, I'll post Travis's fireside chat in the Facebook group. I would love it if you guys would come over to the Facebook group and talk about this week's episode and not talk about politics too much. Yeah, yeah that would be great. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and we've got some really great episodes coming up uh, in the pipeline. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. for uh, what's yep. coming. What's coming up soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Okay. Everybody enjoy.
0: Goodbye. Ding.
1: Hey everyone. Hi. Uh,
0: welcome to another episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Erin. And, uh, and welcome. And so we're here to talk to you about something that we totally know what it is. Yep. And uh, it's going to be fan fiction.
1: Yeah. Fan fiction can be so good. <clears throat> I agree. And it can also be so bad.
0: I agree. There's so <laughs> much of it
1: that is so bad. So you still have not read Fangirl by Rainbow right, Rowell. Correct. Okay. Correct. So the premise of that, may I spoil just the basic...
0: I think you have. I it's, think I
1: have. It's a girl who writes fan fiction based on a series that is basically Harry Potter. It's,
0: right, it's like Larry Potter.
1: Yeah. Um, it's Simon Snow. Right. But yeah. So and she goes... So... The book is her freshman year of college. Okay. Where she is a creative writing major. Okay. And her creative writing experience is in fan fiction. Okay. She is like internet famous fan fiction girl. Okay. And so she's like navigating the waters of college and, you know, fan fiction versus creating your own stuff and whatever. Right. And it there were a bunch of points in it that reminded me a lot of... Things that I've heard um, the author of Outlander okay. say, uh, Diana Gabaldon, does not like fan fiction okay. at all. She finds it offensive because <clears throat> if you want to write, write your own stuff. Don't rip off stuff that I have created to pass off as, quote, your own work.
0: Hmm. Now,
1: I personally, I, I understand where she's coming from.
0: Sure, I sure
1: but I don't think that borrowing someone else's characters and putting them into new situations is really ripping them off, especially if you're not trying to make money off of it. Right. Like, I, I mean, I have written fan fiction. I have never shown it to anybody. I probably never will show it to anybody. But, like, I, I like to think of myself as a writer, but I, I'm good at characters I'm not good at plots. Like okay. I like dialogue. Okay. And one of the things that I really like about writing fan fiction is getting into like it's like a writing exercise, getting into the tone of this existing character or world or whatever. Right. You've been making a face at me I'm since tra- I said I've written fanfiction.
0: Um I knew that. You didn't know that. Um, I was I was trying to... The first phase, that was actually a series of thoughts. The first <laughs> phase was, have I written fan fiction?
1: Okay. I don't think I have. You've conceptualized fan fiction I have with
0: conce- me. We, we We'll absolutely get to that. I can't think of if I've written something that was basically something. Right. Like... Where where I sort of made the transition, but it was basically this right. thing. I mean, like I wrote, where I wrote you're
1: like I wrote this not MacGyver, right? We'll call him ShmaGyver. right?
0: Right. Like I wrote a I wrote a, a story called Around the World in Twenty Days. Okay. Not having read Around the World in Eighty Days, right? But the concept is the same. Right. Because the concept is super easy to figure out what the concept is. It's right. pick at a bunch of places, have stuff go down in those places. Right. And then get them back and make sure you are counting how many things. Right. Except Around the World in 80 Days, spoiler for the 19th century um, <laughs> re- fiction readers among us, has one of the more interesting endings that I've ever seen. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it, it looks like they didn't do it, that they got in like six hours too late. Oh. Um, but time travel? time zones. yeah.
1: that's basically time travel. Pretty
0: much. it's basically like let's make time travel something official. It was like, yeah, it was because like the time when they started or something it was it was right, very right. you know, 19th century fiction explained. Right. but I was like, okay, all right, I can, that was a twist. That was a little bit of a twist, and I like it. Um, so yeah, because it was like, oh man, we're too late. Oh wait. No, we're on time or early or something like that. Like, right. Or they got there like a day earlier because of having crossed the date line or something. Like some okay. some cool global travel thing. Sure. So I, I wrote Around the World in 20 Days. I wrote some stuff. I don't think I ever necessarily went into it being like, here's an episode of X. And the thing is, with our fan fiction... Uh-huh. There's a, I wonder what the difference, the technical difference between fan fiction and a spec script is. Right. Because ours was technically a spec, script, a spec script. Right. Which is what you write to basically be like, look, I can write something like what you make. Right. Hire me to write actual stuff that you make. Right. Um, I guess the TV show format promotes spec scripts more than... The fan fiction is more of like a, here's the universe. I wrote a I wrote a right. story about it.
1: Yeah. So Alice and I used to write <clears throat> Newsies fan fiction. Okay. When I say I've never shown it to anybody, that's a lie. Alice read some of my Newsies fan fiction back in middle school, probably. Right. I know I read some of hers. I'm sure that I showed her mine at some point, and it was basically, you know, the universe of Newsies. Sometimes they happened during the strike, sometimes it was post-strike, sometimes it was before, whatever. Right. But it's basically taking the characters from Newsies, and there may have been one involving time travel.
0: (laughs) What's this now?
1: I have no idea. It was about a girl named Melanie who traveled back in time to when the strike was happening.
0: Huh. So it's like that Ghost Rider arc. Yeah. Where they travel back in time to... I guess it was the 30s. Never mind. It's not anything like it except for... Uh, time travel of 90s kids.
1: Right. Um, I do not lo- any longer have that. So, otherwise I would show it to you, but I don't have it anymore.
0: Hmm, that seems sort of like what someone who didn't... No, like- it
1: was like on a three and a half floppy that got that I had taken to college with me. Like, I had a bunch of stuff on this floppy drive that I had taken to college with me. Yeah. And I didn't have a drive for it anyway. Oh uh, yeah. And so when I no longer had a computer that I could use it for, I threw it away.
0: Ah. Uh, I have a drive.
1: In hindsight, yeah. It would be nice to have kept it.
0: Like that I have I have my my orange disk and my gray disk on my current laptop. Okay. I I had an, I got an orange disk in college and I had an or, a gray disk from high school. Okay. That I put like reports that I liked and poems that I wrote and stuff.
1: Well, and so that, so I I hung on to this mostly, I had brought it with me to college in the event that I ever needed to, like, pull out a paper that I had written and, like, expand on it. Yeah. Because I was too lazy to write, to pick a new topic and write a new paper. Right. I may have done that a few times. Right. But, I mean, once I got, like, I mean, my laptop didn't have any way of... Yeah. It was all on CD by that point. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I quit. it was, it's funny, I think it was just through sheer, like, laziness that I had those two discs yeah. that made it from a disc drive to a USB disc drive. Yeah. Um, I I don't know which way I want to go from here, because okay. we could talk about the fanfiction we attempted to write. Right. Um, I could talk about how all of this, and actually specifically what you're talking about with this Newsies fanfiction reminds me of something, or I could ask you what other fanfiction you've written. I think the third one.
1: I was going to say, let's talk about the thing it reminds you of, and then we'll cycle back to our spec script, and we'll hopefully avoid the third topic altogether. So
0: the third <laughs> topic is what we're going to talk about specifically right now. Nope. Just, just give me a bullet list. A bulleted list. Newsies.
1: I have recently written Zombies Run Fanfiction. Because uh-huh. the thing is, okay, so sometimes I get like this itch to write something. Sure. But I don't have, like, a concrete idea. Right. And there are a lot of gaps in the Zombies Run world. Okay. Like, time between episodes. What happens? And right. some of the episodes are, like... So there's one called A Voice in the Dark where Runner 5 has been, like, lost. Like, they get caught somewhere and they're off the scanners. Sam doesn't know if they can hear him. And so he's just talking. They're running at night. He is just talking, trying to keep them going, hoping that they get back to Able Township before they have to close the gates.
0: Is that your all-time favorite episode? It might be. Yep. Okay. It might be. Okay.
1: Um, but so, you know, obviously Runner 5 makes it back because it's like the sixth episode of the first season. Right. And we're in season five now. So right. So obviously Runner 5 makes it back Okay. But I was talking to my friend Megan about it, and we're like, there's... Like, the next episode is just like, okay, Runner 5, back at it again. Let's go out and run away from some zombies. Right. And I'm like, there's a lot that could be filled in there. Right. Like, a lot, a lot. Yeah. Especially depending on whether Runner 5 is male or female, and, you know, what Runner 5's sexual orientation is, and what Sam's sexual orientation is, and is there... You know, a will they, won't they, happening there? I'm
0: just trying to. I can't tell if you're blushing. I think you might. Be I don't blushing. think I'm blushing. Okay, maybe it's just an imagined. They blush. will, by the way. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I, I, I had assumed, but that's that's fine.
1: Um. Okay, so New that Z- that was another lie. Megan has read that.
0: Okay, so you basically show it to everyone. That's fine.
1: Yes, I showed it to a friend of mine. I showed a friend of mine in high school. One or two things. And I showed my friend Megan one thing.
0: We're talking about fan fiction, if you're just joining us, and, and it sounds like Erin is confessing something much deeper. Yep. Um, so, Newsies? Newsies. Zombies Run. Zombies Can I take run. some guesses?
1: Sure. And let's... I honestly... Is that I mean, it? That's it off the top of my head right now, but you might come up with some that... Oh,
0: because I was going to say um, Outlander? No, oh, I've no. never... Is that because... No, hold on. No.
1: It, the... It's not because she said that. It's okay. because... I feel like her stuff is so comprehensive; she fills in all the blanks, and I don't. I have never had an itch to write um, Outlander fan and fiction. And maybe
0: do you think that that's why she doesn't like it? It feels like if she's getting a comprehensive universe in there, that she's like, "What?" what? It's entirely possible. What there's did I also miss?
1: a lot of um, Outlander slash fiction, right? With so there's at the end of the first book. Okay. There is a. There's this character named Jack Randall who is just, like, a sadist and has been pursuing Jamie and ends up getting, like, taking Jamie prisoner. Okay. And there's, like, some really horrific, like, rape torture stuff that happens there. Oh. Um, okay. Because Jack is in love with Jamie, but given the time, can't publicly admit that. And also, he's just a sadistic person. Um,
0: I'm so sorry. Jamie is a boy.
1: Jamie is a boy, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, Jamie is the romantic lead of Outlander.
0: Okay. Um
1: okay. And then there's another character you meet later on named John Gray. Okay. There's this other character you meet later on named John Gray, who is gay and is in love with Jamie. Okay. But he's, like, out, quote-unquote, like, as out as you can be in that time. Right. While still being a military man and not...
0: So he's like a confirmed bachelor where everyone else is like, got it.
1: Pretty much. I think he actually did end up getting married at one point, but he basically like married her and then went off to war. Right. And then I think she like died of the influenza or something. Yes. Um. But so like he has made it clear to Jamie that, hey, if you're ever up for anything, I'm also up for something. Uh-huh. And Jamie's been like, uh, No. I'm good.
0: I'm, Thanks. I'm real good. We, we I, Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm super good. Right. Super good. <laughs> John, she's actually written a spinoff series with John Gray.
0: Yes. I where she that's does
1: it. explore some of his proclivities. John is a really wonderful, lovely character.
0: Okay.
1: There's a lot of slash fan fiction out there. Okay. Between John and Jamie. Even though it has been made abundantly clear in the books that... Jamie is not, has never been, and will never be interested in pursuing that. Okay. And so I think some of it is that she's offended that people are taking these characters that she has, taking this world that she has so completely fleshed out, right, and taking these characters who have very, very made very made their opinions very clear, right, and is subverted, and people are subverting that. Right. And I can understand, I can get that, that yeah. But she is against all fan fiction, like. Come up with your own characters, come up with your own stories, write your own stuff.
0: Yeah. I... Okay.
1: For me, I view it as more of like a writing exercise where I feel like writing something, this thing popped into my head. Who cares if they're not my own characters? I've also discovered I am very good at and really enjoy writing existing characters.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Like, Megan had told me that I had Sam and Janine just spot on. Okay. And I think when in let's cycle this to our spec script. Yeah. I think that you had complimented my my capturing Clara.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I think I think that was that was that that's correct. And it was in the dialogue that
1: Yeah, and it and it's in the dialogue. Yeah. My my in between the dialogue stuff is I mean, fine.
0: Which is where I like to think that I sort of was able to come in a little yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: well, so yeah, our spec script was you were like, hey, what if this was an episode of Doctor Who? And I was like, I can write that.
0: Yeah. So we wrote a was it we wrote, on like, the a sh- scene. Was it on? Did we talk did I don't have, think we talked any, about any on, on the, the Doctor Who episode? No. Okay. We were talking about Doctor Who and um basically we were talking about the angels and how they came to be uh-huh. Um, and we, so we basically started to write a, an episode called The First Angel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't remember...
1: I think we only did one scene where Clara's in a bar talking to a dude. Right. And then the doctor comes in and is like, we have to go.
0: We wrote, one, we wrote one scene and we had sort of a, and this is so, sort of where we'd like to go. Right. Sort of thing.
1: And it was at the very beginning. We had only watched like one or two Capaldi episodes. Right. It was at the very beginning of his run as the Doctor. Right. And so I kind of stopped writing because I was like, I don't know who this guy is yet. Yeah. Because I was writing the Twelfth Doctor. Yeah. But... Yeah. I don't know, I didn't know who he was. I honestly don't know if I could write him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I could write any of the doctors. Clara was pretty easy. The doctors are too smart for me to try to capture them, I think, effectively.
0: Interesting, interesting. I wonder, do you think that if you watched, like if you just sat down and, and watched season whatever we're on
1: Oh, I'm sure if again, I did it, I could, I, I could do a decent job. Yeah. I could and, at least capture the gist enough to fill in you know if I make Clara super awesome, then the doctor being just basically okay well, and and our plot being really good would suffice, and I
0: think we may have gone to this place, but we could also you could also make it a a doctorless episode, yes, you could make it a just a Clara episode where she has this run in and whatever.
1: And I think that's kind of what we planned on yeah. doing was having the doctor come in and be like, We have to go and then having him and Clara get separated. Yeah. And so he'll come in at the end and kind of tie up all the loose ends. And be
0: like, But for real, we have to go. And yeah. then they actually go. Yeah. And he's like, So, what'd you do today? And she's like, Oh, you know, nothing. Met a and guy. then she winks at the camera really big and it makes that like ping sound like Ding. Yeah. And then it goes to credits. I think that captures the tone of the show.
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, all I remember, and I think this came up on my time hop, we... we you storyboarded it. <laughs> we storyboarded it in, in the most, like, it's the most James, like, it's just yep. like a line. And like, maybe like a drawing. I and think like there one was a word. stick figure. Yeah.
1: And I think you may have written the word angel. Yeah and then there were there was a line with some arrows drawn on that line
0: it, because what it turned what it mostly was was me having something to write while i spoke
1: yes yeah
0: <laughs> and so it was mostly just sort of like Punctuation for the things I was saying, uh-huh. but that came up on Timehop recently, and I and I sent it to you, and you are like, "Is this from our Angel script?" Which I thought was very impressive.
1: <laughs> then I looked at a drawing <laughs> of a stick figure and an arrow, and was like, "Oh, I totally know what this is."
0: Because I was like, "What is this?"
1: Oh, really? You didn't know? Well, that it answer. took.
0: I mean, like, I, I was like, "Oh, oh, I th- okay, I remember this." It, yeah. But I was like, "I was like, you got it? You got it like way faster than I did." I was like, "Wow, impressive! Very yeah. impressive."
1: that is, that episode is still sitting around in the Google Drive somewhere. Yeah, we should revisit that. We should we eventually. Could. Eventually. Um,
0: so I had fun writing that scene. It was yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to write, and especially when you, like I think that there must be some thing where like that they feel like the smart writers are like, all right, let me come up with like a really good character, mm-hmm. and then we can just pop that character into anything else I come up with. As long as I like, like Jack Reacher okay. is a character in a, bu- a series of books right. that Tom Cruise is portraying. Apparently, about a foot too short. Right. Um. But the first Jack Reacher movie was great. I'm looking forward to this one, even though they're kind of trash. Yeah, they're kind of garbagey. But Tom Cruise, I've I've come to realize, I don't know if I've said this on the show. Um, I don't know that I've watched a Tom Cruise movie that I haven't liked. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um. And so I what previews for this new Jack Reacher movie. I'm like, ugh, boy. But yeah, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like what you do is you're like, all right, I have this character. Stephanie Plum is mm-hmm. a character. Um, where you're like, all right, you're gonna have this character. She's gonna have, and then you develop. You can. You're like, all right, I'm gonna do this series of books where we can have. I have this established character, so I don't have to write a new character. Yep. I don't have to create a new world. And I don't even have, new... have
1: to write a new chapter describing who the people in this world are. Because we'll just copy and paste it from the last book. Well,
0: right. Well, I mean... Yeah. that
1: dri- That is honestly a big part of why I stopped reading that series at book, like, 11 or 12. The
0: the trick is... And actually, J.D. Robb... Um, and Nora Roberts writing is J.D. Right. J. Robb in the in Death books is really good at, like finding new ways to describe these people that you already know about. Yeah. Um, The
1: Stephanie Plum books and the Babysitter Club books, you can skip, basically, read, like, the first five pages that sets up what is Stephanie doing at this moment. Right. Skip the rest of the first chapter and maybe even the first half of the second chapter (laughs) because it's all just... I'm Stephanie Plum, and I'm a bounty hunter, and I'm very bad at my job, and these are my friends, and I'm kind of dating this guy, but I'm also kind of dating this guy, and it's very confusing. And, oh, hey, now we're going to go catch the guy that I have to
0: catch. Right. Yeah. But it feels what? like... It feel, right. It feels like you, you have the option to do that, <laughs> or you have the option to really get in there and develop yeah. these characters, because right. you're going to be with them for a while, mm-hmm. so it's going to be like, hey, and did you know... This little tidbit. Anyways, back to the story.
1: and they, That's the Outlander modus operandi. And,
0: and I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Dark Tower sort of does that. yeah. Um, In Death kind of does that a little bit. I mean, they sort of, it sort of, that sort of skirts the line between both, where it's like, yeah. ugh, boy. But also like, huh, okay, one new thing. Like, there was a story where they went to the male romantic leads' hometown. Okay. And so we found out a bunch of, about his family. And then we came back with that knowledge, but we moved on. Right. And I, I, I like I liked that a lot. Um. So it feels okay. like, like the trick is... What?
1: <laughs> I'm just amused by... I love that you're talking about romance novels that you've read. See, they... Yeah, I mean they're not really.
0: They're... They, they 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 were, I, and I've definitely talked about this. Yeah. They were absolutely. I mean, the first book is called Naked in Death, and boy Jeez. is it. But by, <laughs> by by by, where I'm at now, like probably. like... Oh, I didn't know you were still reading them. Um, I'm still reading them. In that, um, if it comes up on the random number generator, I have one that I'm going to read. Got it. Um, where I'm at now, it's so far. Like, there's there are sex scenes. Right. But a but. I think we've reached a point where you know that that part of writing where like if you don't want to have a sex scene, you're like, you know, and um, she she looked at him suggestively, and they closed the door, break in the line, and yeah, then like
1: the next morning, right?
0: Exactly. That has started to happen, which I'm I e like, the
1: thing that makes me give up on a writer.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm
1: like no, no, I'm. I mean, you've seen my Goodreads. I I read the books for the sex scenes,
0: and I think that I think that that. Nora Roberts is like, listen, there are other places in my oeuvre that you can go to.
1: (laughs) And also, there's only so many ways that two people can have sex, and I've written all of them. I've
0: written literally all of them. Um, But so, like, at this point, I I think that there are more murder mysteries than anything else. Not that there's anything wrong with someone reading a romance novel, and not that there's anything wrong with a man reading a romance novel.
1: I just find it amusing because it doesn't... Seem like your typical wheelhouse, yeah. And you started reading them because Kristen was reading right. them, and she and was would, like, You would probably like this. Uh,
0: no, oh. she she would, just, she was like, Ugh, I'm reading this, and this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. I'm like, Man, that seems kind of cool. Like, she, I met okay. her, and like, um, and we started to, she basically picked them up because she wanted a series to read, okay. And she read like the 10th one, she was like, Actually, or she found the 10th one, and was like, Actually. We find the first one and start whatever. Right. so she was in the midst of reading them when okay. when i when I met her, and quickly there was a, a book um that was a killer using the main characters, like crime history okay in his murders. And oh, I was like, okay. "Oh man, that's so awesome right. and like i got I read to it, and it was fine um it didn't it wasn't like remember this from the third book? It was like, remember right. this from 20 years ago when you haven't read the book yet? Like, right. Like, when when they, there isn't a book written about the crime that I'm mimicking. Right. But it was fine. And, like, so basically she sort of wrote me in by being like, I'm reading this, I'm reading this. This right. is what's going on. Okay. It's, pretty, it's pretty interesting. I don't know that she ever was like, I think you'd like it. Okay. But she sort of talked about them enough and whatever.
1: I think more guys should read romance novels, personally. I think they could learn <laughs> a lot. And not... About sex. Right. Although, I'm not saying they couldn't learn a lot about what a woman wants. Right. But, I feel like, well, I'm not saying that they couldn't learn a lot about what a woman wants physically in bed. Sure. But I think that a romance novel is an interesting look into the female psyche. Right. and, And I think that a lot of guys could benefit from just seeing like, just this little glimpse into, like, what, like, what turns women on, you know, what do they think about, what do they want, you know, when they think, when they are reading a book with, you know, like, the dashing romantic hero, what is he like? Right. And granted, it varies from woman to woman and story to story, but...
0: I think, I sort of see parallels in, like, rom-coms. Uh-huh. Um... If you're, like, like a really girly movie... Quote, unquote, girly movie... I've always sort of enjoyed those because... One, there's no uncomfortable sex scene. And two, it's sort of, like, a sweet... Generally sweet love story or whatever. Right. Um, But I think I've also sort of... You you can sort of glean... Like, it's... They're often, at least, contain a female perspective. Yes. And and usually it will be that, you know, centric. Yes. Like... um, you know, we've talked about them, like, like 16 Candles yeah. or whatever. Or even, like, you know, the, like, the more 90s ones, like... what well, we were talking about, like, 27 Dresses. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, like, you know, and again, quality varies right. and, and, and situations vary and whatever. But, like, right. I've always really enjoyed being, like, this is, like, a cheat guide and there's yeah. no other guys here. Yeah. <laughs> like...
1: That's, Kevin likes rom-coms. I don't think I could get him to read a romance novel largely because he has a really hard time with female protagonists. Yeah. And reading from the perspective of a female protagonist, he just for whatever reason it just doesn't grab him in the same way like a lot of the time I don't want to read from the perspective of the guy.
0: Jeez. In, How do you read anything at all?
1: I know. <laughs> um I mean like and it dep- it depends on the the type of book. Right. But I usually am more drawn to Books with a female narrator. Right. And in books like, I know I keep mentioning the Outlander series, but the Outlander series. Right. I am more drawn to the scenes where Claire is narrating than I am to the scenes where Jamie's narrating. Interesting. I like Jamie a lot. Yeah. But I kind of prefer to see him through Claire's eyes. Interesting. Because that's when you get to see how hot he is. Uh huh. And when you're actually listening to him, like, nobody wants him to talk. Right. He just needs to be quiet and stand <laughs> there with no shirt on. Shh.
0: Maybe shh. Shh. Yeah.
1: However, I love the John Gray books. I really enjoy John Gray's mind. Okay.
0: So, Interesting. So
1: maybe my statement that I don't, pr- that I prefer the female protagonist is actually incorrect.
0: You just prefer protagonists that prefer men.
1: Possibly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um I, think, I just want the pretty boys to stand there and be quiet and take their shirts off. I, I don't think that's too much to ask.
0: I actually, I I like when a male author can write a female protagonist really well. Yes. I think it's very... Like, and vice versa. I, and, uh, and vice versa. Absolutely. I feel like
1: it happens more often that a woman writes a man right. well right. than a man writing a woman well. I but a, I think a lot of men don't attempt to write women as often as the other way around.
0: I agree. I agree. And I, I think there's something subversive about it. And I know that it's sort of... I, I wonder, you know, I get into, like, you get into, like, feminist theory and we don't need to get into it. But, like, there's a thing about, like, you know, there there should be more women writing women right. and not men writing women. Right. But then... I think there should be more men writing women well mm-hmm. than men writing women poorly. Yeah. Um there was a I haven't read it but uh maybe I saw the movie Memoirs of a Geisha mm-hmm. was written by a guy and yeah. I think that I mean that, I guess there's a historical a- element to it that like maybe you could sort of lean on but like I felt like that I saw I think I saw the movie like it seemed like it it sort of covered the bases of like this is sort of what her experience would be like and whatever.
1: Yeah, the the movie was Pretty good. I've read the book twice, and okay. every single time it's mentioned to me, I forget that it's a male author. Yeah, it was really well done.
0: Yeah, I think that. I mean, that's the key to me. Yeah, is forgetting that, like, it, that it's not like, and that's that's really again. I'm not trying to get into feminist theory or whatever. Right. But like, the goal is that it doesn't that you forget to check who's writing the the thing. Right. I, I'll be reading like a New Yorker article, and it'll reach a point where I'm like. I, like, scroll back up and I'm like, yeah, see, this is by a woman author because, like, down further, it's like, we talked about her shoes. Like, it's not that, like, it's it's because of a stereotypical, like, oh, well, a man would never talk about whatever. It right. was th- something about the way that, like, a particular detail is given. I'm uh-huh. like, is it? And I scroll yeah. back up and I'm like, yeah, see? Ideally... Men and women will be able to write each other interchangeably and invisibly, right? And that would be great, but that just doesn't happen now. It's it's, it's more an exception. It's more exceptional right. than normal.
1: I think part of it is just that it's really hard to write something that you haven't experienced.
0: Sure, absolutely.
1: But I'm like as you were talking, I was trying to think about. Our very favorite Stephen King,
0: uh-huh.
1: who hasn't in in the books that I've read has not written from the female perspective very often. He writes good women, but not often from First. their point of view.
0: I mean, Rose Fram- Matter was
1: Rose Matter was Franny Goldsmith in the Stand. Yes, God, she's so good. She's so good. I'm assuming Bevy from the Levy in it. Or was but I don't know. Beverly was was
0: good. It's so funny that you call her Beverly from Levy, which is totally understandable why you right. do. But I'm like, right? She means Beverly. <laughs> oh, okay. well, I didn't. I did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You haven't read it. You've read one, two, three. It makes absolute sense because that's what he refers to her right. as in that book. Um, she's fine. I have. I, I She's also a kid. Right. So well, she's a kid in half of it. Oh, okay. Because it is is separated into basically the we're we're kids fighting yeah. this and now we're adults trying to remember how to be kids to fight this right because only kids can fight it right um I ha- I really want you to read it and I'm worried that you're not gonna like it but I really want to talk to you about because I'm feeling I feel more conflicted about it than anything else I've read by Stephen King I want
1: to read it before the remake comes yes. out yes yes because I think as we have learned like. Part of me wants to put down the stand, yeah, and go watch like go find the miniseries, yeah, and watch it yeah. so that I can then read it, yeah, and not have what happened with Misery, where I'm like, oh, I read this, it was really good. Now I want to watch the movie. Oh, this is nothing like the book that was so good.
0: It sort of feels like Stephen King, at least you should watch the adaptation and then read the book.
1: Yeah, because the book is always going to be better.
0: I mean, yeah, I mean, like. I'm really excited to read um, Dreamcatcher because I really like the movie, even though like I was like the one right that really liked the movie. I thought the movie was great. I've watched it numerous times and I own it. So I'm like, man, and now actually reading Stephen King's words. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm excited.
1: Yeah. He hasn't written that many yeah. women. And he does and the women that he has written, they don't tend to be ordinary women. Like what's-her-name in Annie in Misery was could have been male or female. Sure. She was just a psycho. Right. Rose in Rose Matter had a thing that she was going through that was very female-centric. Right. But I don't feel like it was necessarily a... Like, he could have written... That could have been a book about a man going through... A physically and emotionally traumatic event.
0: Sure, I think it the, would have
1: been a different yeah book just because it would have had a different outcome. But there
0: was there was a, a it being written in 1995. There was a certain gender thing going on yeah. that it sort of had to be where it was and right. and and that that book almost wrote itself except for the end, right? <laughs> like the real life parts of it. Right. Um, he, I'm sure, were. Easier than yeah than normal because he would have just had to be like, what's it like for for you know abused women yeah. in the city? Yeah, um, yeah. Now I'm wondering if he maybe feels like he's scratched that itch though, because his first book was Carrie.
1: Oh, that's true. Which I haven't read. I
0: haven't read it either. I wonder if that's from first person or or third person omniscient or whatever. Because like.
1: I would assume so. And then there I, was... I, I, yeah. No, not omniscient. Third person, limited. Limited.
0: Because it's only her thoughts. Yeah. Right, right, I would assume. Right.
1: But I don't know. If any of you guys have read Carrie, let us know.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there was Firestarter, which was also a girl. Okay. He He tends to make... Now, this is interesting. We don't need to get into it very much, but he tends to make his women uh, mystical and have magic powers.
1: Yes. <laughs> Or be completely ordinary and stumble upon something mystical and/or magical. Right.
0: Um, he tends. I well now. See, he, Stephen King is really or, good. Or he him.
1: makes them a horse.
0: Right. In <laughs> in in. Actually, I think most. Yeah. In, in, I think most um, carry. Interesting enough. No, I, I I haven't read it, so I, I just assume that it's a horse. But
1: I don't think she's a horse. I think she's a burrow.
0: Oh, a burno: A burno. We can edit this. Um,
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm leaving that one in.
0: So it's, it, I mean, he, again, it's sort of, it's a little bit like The Simpsons. His body of work is so gigantic yeah. that, like, it's hard to sort of parse the various levels of of Stephen King. Because there's a, he has a, a, a book from, like, the 2000s called Lacey's Story, mm-hmm. which I believe is about a girl. I
1: think so. And then
0: there's the girl who loved Tom Gordon. Right. Um... There's a female character in the Dark Tower, which you haven't met yet, uh, uh, and yeah. she's sort of three different characters, because Stephen King. I'll get there. Um, and so, I don't know. I, I think actually Stephen King kind of walks that, toes that line yeah. pretty pretty well. Yeah. Um, all this is sort of making me think of the Star Wars expanded universe. Is it now? Because... I was thinking about... Like, we were talking about fan fiction, and I was like, I don't... Do I have anything to say about fan fiction?
1: All your Star Wars books basically are fan fiction.
0: Right. So, the really interesting thing that happened is George Lucas made three movies... Right. With lots and lots of help, and then nothing (laughs) happened.
1: Good job giving credit where credit is due.
0: Well, I mean, like maybe more more than like say if steven spielberg had made the same movies okay um and then so the last one came out in 83 right and that was it right and there was one there was one uh book that was written in between the first and the second movie um so the first one was 77 the second one was 80 so like splinter of the mind's eye came out in 1978 or 9 okay um and you can tell that because um star wars spoilers coming up but who cares um Luke and Leia have a romantic thing going on. Oh,
1: okay. Um,
0: because it was before we knew that they the were brother siblings. and sister. What right. Right. Um, you know, the same thing that makes that weird kiss in Empire, they kiss in Empire. Oh. Um, because she's basically trying to make Han Solo jealous, so she kisses an ailing Luke, who's just okay. gotten sort of attacked by what amounts to a bear. Okay. Um, so she kisses him to basically piss off Han Solo. Got it. But then after it's revealed that they're brother and sister, you're like, ooh, okay, Gross.
1: I mean, they didn't know. They didn't know, but you didn't see the kiss. But the writers knew. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that. There's. Now, here's the debate. (laughs) George Lucas is like, yeah, of course. The whole time I knew where where we were going. But then you're like, but "But why did you. Yeah. Why did you do that then? Anyways. So, then, you know, years pass and years pass and years pass. And that's, you know, everyone's like, there, you know, there's a whole... And, you know, my friend Mark... Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Uh, and I have this constant disagreement about which is the universe with the more, the most potential... The Star Wars universe or the Star Trek universe. And I contend Star Wars, he contends Star Trek.
1: I do not have, have enough knowledge of either to, um, to to posit that. Right. So I'm going to posit Firefly.
0: Uh, which sort of... I,
1: well, that... Firefly's a lot more limited, actually. Firefly...
0: Right, okay, see, I agree. And I think Firefly... I'd love to hear opinions on this. Firefly, I think, is more leaning Star Trek than Star Wars. It yes. takes place in our universe. It takes yeah. place... Earth is something. Right. Um, and in Star Trek, like, for instance, James T. Kirk is from Iowa. Like... Okay. The fact that he's from Iowa, I feel like, limits us to, like...
1: Yeah, I'm... I'm Knowing that... See, I didn't realize that Star Wars doesn't take place in this universe. Right. Knowing that, I think that I'm going to side with you on that one. Yeah. That Star Wars has vaster possibility because it could be literally anything. Right. Whereas our universe still has to follow the conge- conventions of our universe.
0: Right. And And like...
1: At least to a point.
0: So, like Star Star Wars um, starts off a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
1: I should have so, known that it was not in our universe.
0: So it's then. well, it's it's it could it's theoretically in our universe. No one really deals with the a long time ago in a galaxy far, right. far away at all because it's like so what this already happened somewhere right. else. Like what no one no one no one ever ever addresses that right. Um, but I agree that like having James T Kirk be from literal Iowa is more limiting than having Luke be from basically Iowa. In, in, or it at
1: least feels more right. limiting. I mean, like... I mean, you could really... They probably both have the same amount of possibilities. Right.
0: And, and, exactly. I mean, that, that's fair. Because that's, you
1: could do anything with anything.
0: Right. So the um, Star Wars Expanded Universe, what I really like about it is sometimes the books are about... You know, here's what happened five years after Return right. of the Jedi. Here's what happened... Like, there's a book that starts, like... You know, over there, the credits are still rolling. Here's... Let's move on with the story. Right. Um, that was called Truce at Bakura. Um, okay. <clears throat> so then, like, like four years ago, people might know the actual thing. Um, I wonder if uh, my friend uh, Mikey, Mike, Michael Flack. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Um, might know My- this.
1: Michael, Mike. Michael? Uh, he. Um, you said like, Mikey, but I've seen him listed as Michael, so I just split the difference.
0: It. Um, it's like Andy is Andrew okay. on Facebook. Okay. But I'm never going to call him Andrew. Okay. I'm Andy. I'm really sorry, but
1: does Michael ever go by Mike?
0: Um. Yes. I think. I think so.
1: Okay. Well, Mike. But... Michael, if you don't go by Mike. And I horribly offended you. I apologize.
0: He um, is super... He, he, he's on our, on our... I know. Our that's group. why I've yeah. seen him
1: listed as Michael.
0: And he is into Stephen King and, uh, and Star Wars. So... Okay. Um, he might know this exact date. So,
1: and we will also enjoy this episode, or at least the last 15 minutes of it.
0: Basically, they reached a point where, where Disney bought Star Wars and immediately was like, Hey, you know that all that um, Expanded Universe stuff? Yeah, yeah. Not canon. Our stuff is now canon. We will start issuing canon books, and um, this TV show that we've been doing, Clone Wars, that's canon, and our future movies are canon, but all this, like, 30 years of Expanded Universe is no longer... All of that is Star Wars Legends.
1: Oh, now see, that bothers me.
0: Right? Me too.
1: It was around before you guys. Right.
0: So basically... You can't
1: say it's wrong!
0: Because what they're saying is... So, so um, The Force Awakens, the new one, um, uh-huh. Star Trek Eight. Seven? Um, takes place... Star Wars 7. Star Wars 7, right, right. Um, takes place... They like Basically, they were like, you guys wrote Expanding Universe basically encompassing the dawn of time through right. the end of time. We can't put in new movies. And I think the secret is also we don't want to pay the author of this trilogy or whatever right. for use of their stuff. right. So we're going to just say all of that is... Is you know basically fan fiction, right. and now we'll do canon stuff. So there's there's people. I, I'm holding out for a couple of characters that were s- fantastic from the from the expanded universe. Uh, Mara Jade, who is a bounty hunter who's okay. good at her job, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, Admiral Thrawn, who is this like he's an alien but he's part of the Empire. So okay. like it's this like because the empire is basically the nazis and they only like humans. Right. But he is such an amazing strategist that he has risen through the ranks of the empire despite being the person that you know the kind of alien they're trying to wipe out and stuff. Right. He's the, both of those characters are amazing and I'm still having my fingers crossed that they're going to introduce them somewhere in these in these they're movies. Probably not. I think they might I think oh, really? I think they could I think that taking characters is going to be a lot easier than taking like, whole storylines. Yeah. So, I, I'm still holding out hope. It, it could be a completely fool's hope, whatever. But, um, they're in the in the Rogue One, which is the movie that's coming out in December, okay. which is not part of a trilogy, but is part of these other standalone movies, because Disney makes everything so complicated, uh-huh. um, there's a character that people are like, oh, that's Commander Thron. and I'm like, mm, he ha- he's a white guy, he doesn't have blue skin, so no, but, um,
1: or is that how they're going to get around it? Are they going to basically do him, but with Just a different name? Just use his name. name. Yeah. That's or, or even not use his name, but basically do that character under a different name. So that <sighs> that's, that's probably...
0: That seems I mean, possible. Yeah. Um, the ti- the timing is a little weird because oh, okay. the guy um, didn't... Sh- like. So, yes. It, that's entirely possible. That they'll there's, do that.
1: There's Dungeons and Dragons books like this, too. Yeah. Like, so many. I... I don't even know where to start with them.
0: Because they, they I mean, it's the same. They've been writing yeah. them since the 70s. Yeah. Because people are like, you know, we could just write stories about this,
1: too. And, like, there's ones that take place in the Forgotten Realms. There's ones that follow...
0: Dragonlance.
1: Dragonlance and Legends of... Dragonlance? Yeah, Is there's... that a and d one? mm mm-hmm. um, Like, you know, the one that I read was... Ravens. Ravenscroft. Ravenloft? Yeah. Ravenloft. Um, that is, like, you know, basically the same world as the campaign Curse of Strahd. Right. And Terry Pratchett? Yeah. Wrote a whole series about, um, a... Is that Discworld? I don't know. Drizzt was the character's name. Okay. He was a drow. And he's, like, the first drow to not automatically be evil. I don't know exactly what, is what a, his alignment What is a drow? A, a dark elf. Oh. And they are typically bad guys. Oh, okay. They are typically um, either evil or chaotic evil or something along those lines. I don't know exactly what Drizzt's alignment was. Okay. But I know that in, in the 5th the edition player handbook, there's a little call box that's like, hey, so if you want to play an elf, you could be a drow. Typically they're bad, except for this one guy who wasn't.
0: Right. Interesting. So was that...
1: And And I think that was a Terry Pratchett. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So it's like, I feel like fan fiction is more... To wrap things up. Yes. Fan fiction is better when you're working within a universe that has blurry edges in in what you're sourcing from. Yes. I feel like you could write some interesting Harry Potter fan fiction. Yeah. Like, not like... Harry and and Draco get together But fan other fiction. people I mean, who have you, gone to Hogwarts right like I mean like that exists too is yeah. that slash fiction I know that the brothers got in, the macro brothers got in trouble about slash fiction and like the, oh, did they? specific definition and...
1: Um my understanding is that slash fiction is two male characters who in canon are not romantically linked Okay I think I don't know if they have to be heterosexual in canon for it to be considered slash fiction. I don't know if they have to be male. Right. But the examples that I am aware of are two heterosexual male characters who, in the fan fiction, are gay for each other.
0: Right. I I can't remember... And it was Justin again. um, And he did the typical Justin McElroy of, like, hey, I said this... I've recently been told that it's this as yeah. a correction. you know sorry if I I'm could sorry, say off. I now I know. I'm learning. Yeah. Blah blah blah. He
1: when like Nobody's nerfed.
0: Right. When he does that, like I'm like, this is what everyone should be like. Yeah. Um I can't remember if he thought that it was just um porn. Okay. Or if he thought that it was like you, that it was just gay stuff. Right. Or or I can't remember what, what his assumption was And then the assumption was corrected to it's it's more expansive than that. Right. I I feel like it may have been that he thought it was, like, porn, but it's not necessarily porn.
1: I think it is typically of a sexual nature. Right. Typically heterosexual males in canon.
0: Right.
1: Having a homosexual relationship. Right. Sexual homosexual relationship in the fan fiction. Right. I think... That is at least the narrowest definition of slash fiction.
0: Okay. So I think that there's, I mean, that's an option. Basically, I think it's my opinion. Write whatever you want. It's, exactly. it's better to write than not to write at all.
1: Don't try to pass it off as your own concept. Right. Like if you're, if you are writing something that takes place in the Newsies universe using the Newsies characters, don't try to say you created them. Because they're historical that figures. That's what I was going to say. That one's hard. But the, also they're the fictionalized Newsy's universe
0: figures. is just turn of the century New York. Yeah.
1: I will also say Newsy's fan fiction is typically really bad. Probably because it was mostly written by teenagers in the 90s hosting on GeoCities. Yeah. But also it is a very... Like if you're trying to stick within like the parameters of what the movie gives you to work with, it's a—it's very limiting. Right. That is not a blurry-edged universe.
0: It's sort of like the Hamilton... It'd be like Hamilton fan fiction.
1: Yes, exactly. Which I'm sure it I'm exists. I'm
0: sure it exists. I'm
1: sure it exists, and I'm sure most of it is not good. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there is some Hamilton Burr slash fiction. Right. I might Google that when I get home just to see.
0: You can just send me a confirmed or denied would probably right, be So fun. all
1: the links. Just, all, James wants all the links. Got it. Just
0: post them on my, my, on my wall.
1: Yep. Um, yep. James, I have confirmed <laughs> that thing you were looking for exists here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just tag all my friends and family just in the same post. It's easier uh-huh. that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say blurry edged universe where you explore some other aspect. I think that it's fine if the main characters appear, yeah. but like, it's sort of like you were talking about with that, like, well, what happened between this and this? Let's explore the dis. Yeah. You, know, you know, surely it wasn't just like okay, live to fight another day, huh? Go on. Yeah. What you're still recovering? No, 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 no. Go on, like you. Yeah. For I, for um, zombies run.
1: Yeah. No, I knew where you were going. with that. I just
0: realized that I hadn't like specifically said. Anyways. Um, yeah. I think that filling in gaps. I th- I've talked before about the like there are um, groups of short stories for each uh, original Star Wars movie. Right. That it's like. Here's what that character was doing. Here's what that character was yeah. doing.
1: That is interesting to me. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. I think, as long as, but it has to be done well.
0: And I think that.
1: I think there's a lot of fan fiction that is just badly written by bad writers. Right. I think. And that's what gives fan fiction a bad name. Right. Also, authors saying, don't do this because it's plagiarism.
0: Right. That, too. Um, I think that uh, oftentimes some of the, like the Star Wars books, I think. Often we're like, I want to write a, basically, you know, a Sam Spade sort of film noir murder mystery, Uh but I'm a Star Wars expanded universe author. So, looks like Luke is solving a murder this time.
1: (laughs) In a trench coat and a fedora. Or
0: like on a planet where it's always raining. Yeah. Like, there was a lot, there's a lot of like, oh, that's just this. Yeah. That's just this like there was a my first um, Star Wars and we can totally wrap this up. The yeah, first please. Star Wars Expanded Universe uh trilogy was the Jedi Academy trilogy. Okay. Basically Luke sets up a Kung Fu school. Oh, okay. Where he trains Jedi.
1: To say I know Kung Fu? Yeah.
0: That's Good. it. It was it's a very short program. <laughs> um except if you don't speak basic. Which is English. American English. Um <laughs> Anyway, so, like, I mean, that was basically, I mean, it was basically, like, kung fu training. Right. I mean, and then you also have the whole group of, of books, which are basically just military strategy books. Right. But with the spaceships from Star Wars. Great. Like, so, that's why, like, you have to be sort of selective with that stuff. But I think that all of that is welcome. And I think yeah. that anything that expands the universe, so to speak, is good. Just so long as you're not, like, nah, Yeah. Luke and Leia aren't brother and sister, and now they can have a relationship. See, here they go. That's what I—that's what I think. Sort of is a violation. You,
1: I mean, you could write that fan fiction where it turns out that they're not actually biologically related. Right. But it's not. It's probably not going to be good, and nobody's going to be like, "Yeah, I want more of this."
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um, you can find us on Twitter at UFO Podcast.
0: This week, the F stands for. Fan fiction. fiction. I mean, come on, you guys.
1: You can find us individually on Twitter at unabashedly Aaron, and at unabashed james.
0: Um, we're on Instagram at unabashedly obsessed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We have a Vine, which is UFO, UFO podcast. podcast. Um,
1: you should join our Facebook group, which is unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed. You really
0: should. That's like that's like where you should be.
1: That's where you should be. That's where conversations will happen. That's where you can, if you're. Not tired of hearing us talk yet You can read us talk um, Type You can read us type If you have not yet done so You should rate and review us on iTunes Yes That would be awesome Five stars would be super awesome If you yes. don't want to give us five stars Just shoot us an email Unabashedlyobsessed at com And tell us why you don't want to give us five stars And we'll see if we can remedy that yes. So that you do want to give us five stars Right,
0: right? Um, I guess just thank you to Jamie for our theme song. Did you guys know there's a ladder down here?
1: That'll do it for us this week.
0: Th- that's it. That- this has been an episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm Aaron. I'm James. We talk a lot.
1: Smoking kills. And
0: so do pennies.